Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2,388 and revving it up. That's what we're doing this week. We're celebrating the Rensport Reunion 7. It takes place September 28th through October 1st at the beautiful Laguna Seca Raceway, celebrating the 75th anniversary of Porsche and the 60th anniversary of the iconic Porsche 911. And speaking of icons, well, today's guest is just that. Buckle up. And be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in, well, I'm in an unusual place today with a iconic car guy. I'm in Jamaica with Brian Redman. Uh, he's taken some time out of a very special day in his life to share some things about upcoming Rensport reunion with all of us. Brian, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear? And are you ready to release the clutch? Okay, Mark. Nice to be here. Well, thank you so much. Now, I typically ask guests to share one little thing that most people don't know about them, but I want to touch on this because I found out that you and I share a special date in our lives. September 8th is our wedding anniversaries, and uh, a typical Brian Redman on the track, you're many laps ahead of me, my friend. Uh, you and your lovely wife, Marion, just celebrated year number 61. Do I have that right? That is correct. Unbelievable. Wow. Very cool. Well, Jill and I are at 39, so we got a lot of laps to go to keep up with you two. Uh, but I want to wish you both a very happy wedding anniversary. Quite special when you get to spend so much of your life with somebody so special. And I always say women that put up with this car, guys, they are quite special, right? Yes. Well, you know, when I speak to Porsche clubs or Ferrari clubs and ask for questions, always, you know, somebody say, Mr. Redmond. What's your greatest achievement in racing? And I say, my greatest achievement in racing is staying married to the same woman. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, we share that in common. So again, congratulations for that. I know everybody knows who you are, but I want to give you a little bit of an introduction here. And we're going to dive into Rensport Reunion because this is a pretty cool deal. So allow me to do that. And we'll have a little chat here. Brian Redmond is the co-originator of the Rensport Reunion, the celebration of Porsche Motorsports past, present, and future. Brian participated in 358 races in his professional career. He hailed from Great Britain and was victorious outright or in his class in 94 of those races. He finished in the top three 177 times. His tally of classic long-distance victories included the Targo Floria, Daytona 24 hours three times, Sebring 12 hours twice, the Nürburgring 1,000 kilometer twice, and at the Spa 1,000 kilometer four times. He won four long-distance road racing team championships and five individual road racing championships. The list just goes on and on. He also raced Formula One, Formula 5000, and today, Brian promotes and participates in historic race car events all over the world. We'll be back in just a moment, but first a word from our sponsor, so give them a little love. Buckle up. We're going for a ride with Brian Redmond today. We'll be right back. Years ago, when it was time to renew my collector car insurance policy, my carrier's rates went up. 
way up, but my usage was the same and I never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. So what's with that? So I turned to American Collectors Insurance. Has your collector car insurance recently raised your rates for no good reason? Tired of paying an annual membership fee? Then it's time to look around and call American Collectors Insurance. I shopped around, I asked friends for recommendations and found a winner that I can trust. And boy, I'm glad I did. I saved hundreds of dollars every year and slept better at night knowing my baby was properly insured. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting vehicles since 1976. They provided me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by their history of taking great care of their clients. What could be better than that? So give them a call and ask for a quote today. 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love like I did with American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Did you know that Cars Yeah! is in the top 1% of all podcasts based on listenership according to Lipson, the premier RSS feed for podcasts in the United States? That's right. Plus, DuPont Registry recommended Cars Yeah! is one of their top 10 car podcasts for you to enjoy. Cars Yeah! has experienced tremendous growth, plus your ads are evergreen, meaning they never go away. And more and more listeners find Cars Yeah! every day for their daily dose of automotive inspiration. Do you want to expose your brand to a highly targeted list of automotive enthusiasts in a very unique and very personal way? Well, I can help you. Contact me, Mark Green, at mark at carsyeah.com or through the website at carsyeah.com today to learn more. So, Brian, uh, before we dive into Rensport, I can't wait for that event. It's a few weeks away. I'm bringing my son down to Laguna Seca. Oh, my gosh, this is going to be so much fun. But I want to touch on something else. You're a very busy man. You are involved in the upcoming Chattanooga Motorsports Festival. And I am gearing all the shows next week towards that event. But I want you to touch on your part of the participation, and that is the Brian Redmond Target 66. It takes place Friday, October 13th, and Saturday, October 14th in beautiful Chattanooga, Tennessee. Tell me a little bit about this event, because this is going to be a little different this year than wheel-to-wheel racing, right? Yes, yes. I mean, Target 66 Club started in 1991. Uh, My professional racing career finished in 1989, driving for Aston Martin in England. So I was doing historic racing in America. I'd started that in 1983. And so at Summit Point, uh, Virginia, and the racing friend, Don Marsh, came up to me and said, you know, how are you doing, Brian? I said, well, Things are a bit tough, you know. And he said, why don't you start a club? <laughs> I said, well, how will we do it? He said, and how much would you charge it? How many events? He said, oh, you know, two or three events, a couple of thousand dollars each. And he said, I tell you what, I'll guarantee you 10 members. And that's wow. how it started. Well, yeah. this is very cool. <laughs> well, at Chattanooga this year, tell our listeners and the lucky folks that are going to be there what they're going to be seeing. Well, we're still getting entries in, but we've got some great cars. And of course, we've got Corky Coker's group of the very, very old cars, you know, 1900, 1910, and that sort of thing. And also, one of the best drifters in America is coming to go whistling around the track. I hope he succeeds. <laughs> about, uh, about 15 years ago at Elkhart Lake in July, Ford was a sponsor. So later on, on Sunday afternoon, I went down to the Ford stand, and there were two drifters 
So the manager said to me, Mr. Edmund, we'd like to go around with one of the drifters around the track. You know, it's around about half the track, actually. And I said, well, which one's best? <laughs> he said, well, this, this guy is the world champion. Okay. So I said, okay, I'll go with him. And David Hobbs got in the other car. So off we go. Well, on the first lap, halfway around the carousel, the left rear tire burst. <laughs> so, oh, no. So now, you know, it's flailing around and hitting the body and everything. And we slow right down. We've still got a while and a half to go to the pits. And David should have passed us. So, But anyway, we stop. And then five minutes later, David and his driver arrived. David got out and said, where have you been? He said they'd been dragging us out of a gravel trap. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so much for drifting, huh? Yes. And then, of course, they've got the Chattanooga 600 car uh, auction, the rallies that's going on and separately. And then the great Concord Elegance downtown on the Sunday with about 100, uh, about 100 cars. Yeah. And as you mentioned, Chattanooga is a great sub place uh, and a great place to be at that time of the year. And the whole thing, the whole idea of this event was Byron DeFore, who is a remarkable self-made businessman who builds hotels and runs, uh, builds and runs care homes. And he's the most remarkable enthusiast, I must say, yes. you know, to attempt to put on events of this type. Yeah, it's going to be brilliant. It's pretty brilliant. So you listeners, next week, make sure you listen to all the shows here on Cars Yeah, because we're going to start the, the week off with somebody that you know, Brian, by the name of Luigi Canetti, and I understand you have a kind of a funny story about Luigi. <laughs> well, in 1974, Watkins Glen was a double header. It was Formula 5000 and Canaan. And of course, 74 was the last year of Canaan, so there were no really, the only two modern cars were the two shadows given by Jackie Oliver and George Fulmer. All the other cars were pretty old cars. Anyway, Saturday afternoon, Luigi rushes up to us. Brian, Brian, would you like to drive the 712 in the heat race? I said, well, what's happened to Sam, Sam Posey? He said, no, he's not feeling very well. I said, well, you know, they won't let me start in a race when I haven't practiced. He said, yes, I've cleared it with the organizers. You can start at the back. So anyway, I get in the car and there's like five minutes to go and a journalist rushed up to me. He said, Brian, what are you doing driving that thing? I said, well, you know, Sam's not feeling very well. He said, do you know why he's not feeling very well? I said, no. He said he broke his, a bone in his foot when the brakes failed yesterday. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Ouch. So, wow. So I called Luigi over and I said, Luigi, what's this about the brakes failing? Ah, yes, Brian. Didn't I tell you? <laughs> I said, no, you did not. No. Uh, well, well, we had experimental brake fluid and now we've got the right stuff. So <laughs> anyway, I finished second uh, to George Fulmer. And so the next day in the main race, before the race, my chief mechanic for Chaparral, Franz Weiss, came over. He said, Ryan, you shouldn't be driving that thing. So anyway, off we go. I'm lying second to George. It was the fastest car on the longest straight, you know, with no chicane. Yeah. At about 170 miles an hour. I was halfway down the back straight, and the rear suspension broke. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, be careful what you jump into, right? Uh, when you haven't done yeah. a lot of research. But of course, when we negotiated about a fee, uh, Luigi said, right, now, how much would you like? I said, uh, $2,000, please, Luigi. Oh, he said, terribly sorry, old chap. Can't manage that. But we can manage 1000 I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he put you in a defaulty car and uh, undercut your costs. Wow, thanks a lot. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Well, let's get into Rensport because I had a wonderful talk with uh, one of my guests this week, and he was on the show yesterday by the name of Patrick Long, another fellow racer, a little bit younger than you and I, but he certainly has gotten around many tracks. And he mentioned the fact, and I didn't know this, I knew about Bob Carlson dreaming up the concept for Rensport that you were involved as well as a co-dreamer, I'm going to call you. So how did Rensport, the beginnings of this wonderful event, it's been going on for, I think it's 20 years now, how did you guys dream this whole thing up? Yeah, it must be 22, wasn't it? Because the first actual Rensport was 2001. There you go. Well, in February of 1960, uh, Bob called me and he said, Brian, we've got five cars coming from the Porsche Museum in Stuttgart. And would you test them at Sebring and uh, write a report for Road and Track? And these cars are going to go to they're going to Michigan and they're going to Laguna Seca, all that sort of thing. So I said, yes, it was 1998. So I said, yes. So I did it. And then I thought, well, I wonder if they'd send those cars to walk into the place. So I rang Bob. I said, you know, there's five cars that are at Laguna Seca in uh, August, he said, yeah. I said, would you send them to Watkins Glen? Uh, and I'll put on an old Porsche race. And that's what happened. And we had a great weekend. And the weather was perfect. And we had a big turnout. And yeah. so about a month later, Bob Ragney said, how about doing another one at Lime Rock in 2001? And we'll call it Red Sport 1. So that's how it started. Wow. Well, you guys, you better be careful what you start there, Brian, because this thing has turned into a beast. It is so much fun. I was at the last one at Laguna Seca, and I had so much fun, and I couldn't wait for it to happen again. And the fact that it's coming back to Laguna Seca, and of course, we were all just there during car week, uh, watching all the wonderful vintage racing cars go around. But this show is all about Porsche. And I wanted you to touch a little bit before we dive into some of the events that we're going to get to see your relationship with Porsche and racing Porsche cars goes way way back can you go back and tell us or share with us where it all began with you and Porsche yeah well uh, I started racing in 1959 but only sort of got up my ladder a bit in 67 when a gentleman said to me Brian would you like to turn professional I said what does that mean Mm -hmm. it means 30 30 quid a week 30 pounds probably about 60 dollars at that time guaranteed for a year with a car and a mechanic. Wow. So I was, I was into Formula 2, and uh, towards the end of the uh, October, uh, David Piper, a well-known British entrant, asked if I'd like to drive his 250 LM Ferrari with Richard Atwood at the Paris 1000Ks in Bonlivie. And we did okay. It was a terrible wet race. And we won our class, and I think we were fifth or sixth overall. But after the race, a tall, rather distinguished-looking gentleman came up, and he said, um, Mr. Edmund, I'm David York, the team manager for John Wire Automotive Engineering. Would you like to drive with Jackie X at the Kyle Army nine-hour race in November, about mm-hmm. a month away? Mm-hmm. And so we won the race, and that's what started it. And so suddenly, at the beginning of 1968, I'm the flavor of the month. You know, and so... <laughs> I drive for Cooper in Formula One. My second race, the Spanish Grand Prix at Haraba, I finished third. And the next race, oh, and in the meantime, Dick and I won the brand set six hours and the Spa 1000 Kings after winning Kailari. So everything's looking pretty good. I got an invitation from Ferrari, and uh, you know, that's another story. 
And uh, so, anyway, we go to the second Formula One, my, my second Formula One at uh, Spa Frankershop. And on the seventh lap, the suspension broke out in an enormous accident. Mm. And it nearly took my right arm off. Oh. And when the head of surgery at the University of the Age Teaching Hospital, uh, Professor Ferdinand Norbad, uh, said, Monsieur Edmund, it may not be possible to save the arm. Oh my I smiled. I said, thank you, Professor. He said, why are you smiling? I said, because I'm here. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> then I was out, you know, for six months or so. And I'd gone to South Africa to run the South African series with a Derek Bennett's Chevron. And I got a call from Rico Steinemann, the team manager for Porsche. And he said, Brian, would you like to join Porsche? We have five cars and 10 drivers. And the first race is Daytona, 24 hours in February. And so my arm had been hurting a bit. It wasn't really terrible, but it wasn't great. And so for the fifth race, we're going back through Johannesburg to the next race. And I called Alex Blichnout, the organizer of the Grand Prix and of the nine-hour race. I said, Alex, do you know any good bone men, you know, in Johannesburg? <laughs> he said, yes, Brian. And he said, I know the Christian Barnard of the bone world. Wow. Well, Christian Barnard was a heart transplant specialist. So I go to see... Because, you know, in England and Africa, they don't call surgeons doctors, they call them mister. So I go to see the surgeon, and he takes, like, it's still the one x-ray that they take it in England. He took, like, 20 x-rays. And then he said, it's a Friday afternoon, he said, sit down, Brian, Brent. you've got two problems. What? He said, you don't have any union of either bone in the forearm. I said, what? what? I said, what's the second? He said, I, he said I'm going on vacation tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so anyway. This is six weeks before Daytona. And I said to him, I have to be at Daytona in six weeks. And he said, I'll try an experiment that may work and it may not. And the next morning, he opened my arm up to a wrist while cleaned off the broken ends that weren't healing, took bone out of my hip and glued it into my arm. Oh, my gosh. And wow. he said, don't use it until you have to. Yeah. And it was in a sling, and I got to uh, Daytona, took the sling off, didn't say anything to anybody, and I actually put uh, our car on pole position. <laughs> and then uh, I, was, I was driving with the health, and that, uh, you know, was a, the real, the whole, real, the whole effort of Porsche in 1960. It was the first time that they had a chance to win the manufacturer's championship. Wow. And so about, uh, I, I thought I didn't really fancy doing 24 hours with Vic, uh, with my arm. But anyway, about 8 in the evening, the first of the 908s came in the, fits, the engine misfiring. The engineers examined it as PRO finished. Maybe a long break. <laughs> and we were out by midnight. Wow. Then they sent Joseph and myself to Sebring to do a 24-hour test, the 12-hour race. Well, 20 hours, the chassis broke. And the engineer said, this is good. The race is only 12 hours. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, guess what happened in the race? They all broke the chassis. Yeah. Uh, one was repaired, and that was the Steve McQueen and uh, Peter Epson called at the second. Wow. Holy cow. Well, what a start. And you spent so much time racing for Porsche. You've driven so many different race cars for Porsche over the years. So it's got to make you smile to attend another Rennsport reunion and see the magnificent history that you lived 
at this event and they're going to have so many cool things but i know that they're going to have vintage racing so are there some porsches that are near and dear to your heart that you're going to see out on the track there on this newly paved track i hear it was very fast the indycar set some new time lap records uh, last week uh, on Laguna Seca, that nice, smooth track. Are there a couple old special cars? I mean, there's going to be a lot of cars, but a couple that will stand out for you? Well, I don't, you know, Sun James has been running uh, this event, Red Sport. Uh, he, he started that with me in 1998, following the Watkins event 50-50, so he was involved really running those events, and so he knows more about what's coming than I do. Well, we're going to have to get him on the show then, I think. Um, I've not had him be a guest on the show, but I, I have a guest. Maybe you can introduce me to that that fine boy of yours, right? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. We'll have some fun. Well, there's a lot of things going on, and I've been talking about this uh, uh, this week, and we've already talked about a lot of these different uh, cars that are going to be coming and different events that are going to be coming. But this whole thing has become a four-day Porsche extravaganza, if you will. And I'm wondering with thinking back to the last Rensport reunion, are there a couple things that happened that event that really made you smile? I mean, I know there's a lot, but maybe just a few you can touch on. Well, I probably shouldn't say this, but no, I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh, I almost no, got a scoop uh, there. I almost, but uh, yeah, Frank would be very upset with us if we gave anything away. But he did say they're going to be unveiling a new Porsche car there, which is kind of cool. They're going to have yes, yes, uh, yes, some new cars. So I know that's maybe where you're going to go, but I don't want you getting any trouble. No, it was just a personal discussion with another uh, Porsche person. <laughs> <laughs> which I, I thought was funny, but I don't think anybody else would. Well, no worries, so, no yeah, worries. Yeah, I mean, driving the Collier Museum 9083 there in uh, to at least two of the uh, Red Sports, I think, but also the, what was it, the 917PA. Mm. That was Joseph at Can-Am car in 1969. Of course, at that time, it only had 4.7 litres, so about... You know, maybe 550 horsepower, competing against the 800 horsepower McLarens and Lolas. So I've driven that there. And one year, of course, at that time, Steve Earle would place you on the grid. Mm -hmm. You know, not by your time, but how he thought it would look nice. So I'm on the grid, and ahead of me is uh, Heisman Lennep, you know, a winner from Porsche for Le Mans. Yes. Next to him is Derek Bell, MBE. <laughs> wow. And I'm behind Heiss, and next to me is another gentleman at 917, or I'm not going to mention, who we rushed out into turn one. And I know what's going to happen. This car comes towards me. You know, I'm, it was like Laguna Seca this last weekend with the IndyCars, and we hit on the first corner of the first lap. Oh, anyway. gosh. Yeah. So the, the thing is that although the racing in general is fairly well behaved, you find that in any race, there's always about half a dozen guys who really want to win. Yeah. 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 Well, and when there's legends like you out there on the track, I mean, these guys that were not professional racers want to be able to say, guess who I beat today? <laughs> so that might be part of the <laughs> well, part yes, of red mist yes. that happens, right? Yes. I mean, that's one of the reasons I don't really like to race these days much because, you know, whilst my mind wants me to do this, and do, I spent all my life trying to win races. Yeah. And to go now and just drive around because that's all I'm doing. Is, is no fun, really. So I prefer not to do it. But. I understand very much so. Well, there's going to be so many wonderful people there. You mentioned people like Jackie Ix, Herbie Haywood, Patrick Long. Um, I mean, so many great people. And, you know, the other fun thing is they're going to have things 
things for families too. They're going to have a movie night with the Transformers, which features the 9-11. They're going to have a concert like they did last time. Now, nobody would tell me who's going to play. So I think that's being kept uh, close to the vest as well. But no doubt they're going to pull in some pretty famous people up there. That made that week so much fun to be able to spend a day at the track and then stay and party with. I mean, the likes of the Porsche family were there. I mean, it's just, it's an incredible event. So I, I just want to say thank you to you and Bob for coming up with this idea. When you did this originally, did you ever dream that 22 years later, we'd still be doing this? No, no. And of course, the last time we did it was Daytona 2007. And as you may know, Bob at that time was suffering from cancer, which he was going to die from. And so I think he really put a huge effort into it. And I think we had more 917s there than there'd ever been in one place, except yep. when they were introduced yeah. to the FIA in March of 69, but they had 25. But we had 17 917s. Wow. Yeah, I, I was there. It was insane. I mean, it, I think only to be rivaled by the the one year that Ferrari was the featured mark at the Rolex Motorsport reunion, and there were all those GTOs out on the track together. I think there were over 20 of them. Yes, yes. <laughs> that, yes. Was, that was mind-blowing. Yes. So they also have a, a, a tractor race. Are we going to see you on a tractor by any chance, Brian? Oh, yeah, maybe. I raced one uh, for Bill Scott at Summit Point at one of our events. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, we'll watch for you. I remember uh, when Derek's son, Justin, raced uh, at the last one. It was on the Pink Pig tractor, and I think he was wearing pink overalls, if I remember right. <laughs> You guys all have a lot of fun with this. You know, another name I'd be remiss to not mention here is Alvin Springer, who, along with Patrick Long, is the co-grand marshal. No doubt you know about Alvin, right? Alvin is a remarkable guy, as you know. I first met him in the early 70s when he was a mechanic for Vashek Polak. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's one of the very few people in the world that can build a 917 engine. And he's a brilliant uh, mechanic, and he's had a, an amazing life. He fully deserves this honor of being a co-grand marshal. Yeah. Um, yeah. In 73, Vashik Polak was running Jody Schechter in Kadam in a 917-10 turbo car, 1,000 horsepower. So Vashik rings me and says, Brian, Brian, I have never 917-10. You come test at, uh, at Willow Spring. And we race at uh, Laguna Seca and Riverside. So I go and I test Jody's car and then I drive my car. And Vashik say, is good? What is? I said, um, Jody's car is more solid on the road, but mine's okay. So off we go. The engine went at uh, Laguna. Let's go to Riverside. Well, the main straight has got that slight curve to the left before turn nine. And that's really quick there. 917 tends to do about 200 miles an hour. Jeez. And on Friday practice, the car gives a bit of a lurch, you know, in the middle of the corner. So into the pit, it's broken right rear suspension support tube. So the next day out, I go again, Saturday, I finish second to Mark Donahue in the 917.30. And then in the same corner, at the same speed, something breaks again. Oh, this no. time, it's, an, it's another support tube, not the same one. So I didn't sleep Saturday night. You know, I thought, so Vashik, I say Sunday morning, I say Vashik, I don't think that can was safe. I don't think so. He said, Brian, I understand, I understand, but guy work all night, car is perfect. So I said, okay, I'll race. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm lying second to Donahue, and something really let go, you know, more than a support tube. And I nearly hit the outside of turn nine, but anyway, came in, 
what's the matter? What's the matter? And we lift the back up. And for the first time, I noticed that the right rear suspension, bottom wishbone, it should have had parallel links, you know, two supports. Ah. And it only had one. It had the original 917 wishbone with a single mounting. It had broken the mounting. Oh, gosh. And I said to Vashek, I said, but Vashek 917.10 have parallel link here. He said, yes, he said, this is Joe, this is Sifat car from 1969. Oh, my God. What? (laughs) I said, you mean you've converted all the bodywork and put a 1,000-horsepower turbo engine in? Yes, yes. Well, Alwyn, of course, did all this. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, he's a great, great guy. Fantastic business success as well. Oh, yeah. Of course, everything he's done. I tell you, I was at Bruce Canapa shop once, and uh, there was a 917 engine being built there. And I asked him, I said, Bruce, where do you find people that can build this engine? And he said, well, we've got a guy here who can do it. But he goes, I wish I had Alvin's phone number. And I said, Alvin? He goes, yeah, Alvin Springer. He knows how to do it. So... (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Absolutely. Yes. Well, this is going to be a spectacular event, and and I can't thank you enough for taking a little bit of time out of your honeymoon, number 61, (laughs) to spend with me. That's quite special. Um, I can't wait to see you there. Um, Of course, Chattanooga as well is going to be great. Before I let you go today, Brian, could you maybe leave us with some words of inspiration from a a racer that has been there and done that? Well, I mean, my... You know, life has changed completely by becoming a racing driver, and even though the accidents, three big ones that nearly saw me off. Uh, and so I guess, you know, never give up is probably the philosophy. But I hope everybody will come to rail sport and to Chattanooga Motor Car Festival, and they'll both be great weekends. Oh, they're going to be spectacular. And of course, being a Brit, never give up from that great man, Winston Churchill, and the great short speech that he gave, <laughs> never ever give up. I think I've heard that from every race car driver Driver has been on the show, and there's been hundreds of them. Listeners, this is going to be Rensport Reunion 7, September 28th through the October 1st at beautiful Laguna Seca Raceway. You can buy your tickets and learn more at PorscheRensportReunion.com. I hope to see you there with Brian and I, all my guests this week, and all the other incredible Porsche people that are going to be there brian thanks again for coming in off the beach spending a little time with me today until you and i talk again my friend i'll see you at the porsche rensport reunion 7 okay thank you mark i look forward to it always a delight thank you very much here at cars yeah it's all about inspiration and our charity of choice is tech force foundation where it's all about making a positive difference in young people's lives TechForce helps young adults discover their talents and passions for all things automotive with a mission of helping students develop a career as a professional technician. TechForce awards nearly $2 million in scholarships every year for students to pursue technical education and they support hands-on activities, events, and mentorships across the country, working to change the outdated perceptions of these careers. Autotechs are in high demand, but the supply of qualified technicians is critically short. They need your help to fuel their mission. Learn more and join me in supporting them at techforce.org. For several years now, you've heard me talk about Linkage Magazine. I've been a subscriber since the start. They're talented and creative team brings you a spectacular publication and website that shares the automotive passion from a worldwide perspective. Linkage is about driving, restoring, collecting, and first-hand experience at collector car auctions and more. 
They bring you real-world values plus rational, experienced opinions on the current markets. They cover the automotive world and the people who share our passions. And Linkage Magazine has grown, mailing you six issues annually. Join me on this journey with Linkage. They're geared for the automotive life. You can subscribe at LinkageMag.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!